Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Trigger warning. The following episode contains descriptions of graphic violence, sexual assault, and adult language. Viewer discretion is advised. I'm Danielle. I'm Max. And each Wednesday, we crack open a bottle of wine and dive into some thrills, chills, and spills. This is Innocent Till Tipsy. I think we're both ready for a glass of wine. Today what do you have? I have a okay. today. I'm so excited for you guys. So I'm kind of petty. Um, Josh Drew testified. Well, his video depot was played this week. He was the um, in the joint depot. Amber Heard. Obviously, that's what we're diving into today. Um, his video depot was played to the court this week, and they didn't play one particular part of it where he talks about a threesome between <laughs> Amber and Cara Delevingne, or Delevingne, as um, uh, Johnny's lawyer keeps saying, um, and uh, Elon Musk. So I got menage a trois. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've already had a couple sips because I've been really over this day already um it's called midnight it tastes like perfume um would not recommend um but it was only like nine bucks so affordable i i wouldn't even buy again for affordable purposes though to be honest with you um i've had the red blend one not that black one and the red blend one's tolerable i don't know i don't remember now but i've had it before so okay if you're in college it's a good one to go to yeah (laughs) wine if you're in college it's not in a bag yeah, <laughs> I actually okay. We're doing both ends of the spectrum then, because I also grabbed just something um, that we've had sitting on our ITT shelves for a while because we okay. don't have like, a, a case for this. So yeah, I'm sorry, I'm drinking this without you. Well, yeah, me too. Yeah, um, it's I know it's very spooky. She is. She's doing the expensive wine today without I, me. I know. I will. I've been waiting. Um, it's Palermo. It's got a skeleton in the cape. Um, and it's around sixty dollars. So it is the other end, and it's um a cab salve and i'm excited because i had to google what these fruits are and then they're they're not that insane but ripe cassis is actually um black currant so like all the dark berries black currant blackberry blackberry pie black cherry so i'm excited that this sounds like something right up my alley Let's nice see. yeah tell me how it is without me it's fine well i know where to find this so We'll get some next time. Yes. So the verdict the week after it should be in, which is going to be crazy. I'm wondering what, how long it's going to take the jury to deliberate what the outcome of it's going to be. I really, I really couldn't tell you at this point. Yeah, I know. It's really crazy. We've come all this way and finally it's almost verdict time. So they have to wrap up final closing arguments this week. Memorial day. Yeah. Then I guess is it insane to think that the jury could go and come back with a verdict this week? I I feel like that'll be a little quick unless they're just done with both of them. I mean, they might be done, just done with the two of them, honestly. Uh, so I, I mean, who knows? Or, you know, they've got all these recordings they have to go through. They've got so much to go through. What does it smell like? What's... Um, I know. I was like, I have a little allergy issue today. So if I sound nasally, I'm not being obnoxious. I just can't breathe. Um so I'm like, what does this smell like? Wine. I'm going to taste it. I like it. Yeah. It's hard because sometimes we drink early in the day and I had Pop-Tarts for breakfast. So I'm like, does this go oh. Pop-Tarts? Um, I like it. <laughs> you like it. <laughs> um, I like this a lot. I think uh, actually it isn't too, I don't like when you have to breathe flames. So it's not, mm-hmm. it's got a pretty high alcohol content, vo- alcohol by volume content. Um, I don't remember. It's not on the bottle. Thank you, bottle. Oh, 15.5. So yeah, I knew it was kind oh, of wow. But you don't breathe flames. So mm-hmm. I do like this. And it is like nice dark berries. Very smooth and velvety. And velvety. Oh. Yeah. So 
Last episode was the December 15th incident. Incident, yeah. Mm-hmm. And today, and just to refresh everyone's memory, I just want to go through what the supposed um, Amber alleged her injuries were that um, for that, just because I do think it plays into her and Johnny head to the island, Johnny's private island that he owns um, for Christmas with his kids and with his staff. And she goes willingly like alone with him. Right. And they leave on the 23rd. I think timing is very important when it comes to this. And supposedly, according to Amber, when she was on the stand last week, she said that her photo shoot happened on December the 31st. So on New Year's Eve. So, you know, a couple weeks after, right? So she says on the 15th, she sustained bruised ribs, bruises all over my body, bruises on my forearms from trying to defend the blows. I had two black eyes. I had a broken nose. I had a broken lip. I had bruises primarily, really bad ones in my hairline, in my scalp, my chin. There were chunks of my hair missing. There was pus in those wounds. In the hairline, dark red bruises specifically, like purple red in my temple and my chin, and the inside of my upper lip was cut. So there's a lot there. Um, she also testified in court this week that within 24 hours, and actually I'll send you the photo, um, she had sustained, this was from a different event, but she'd sustained a, a broken nose from Johnny. She said she knew she had, she didn't receive any um, medical attention for it, right? And then she was photographed the next day. I'm going to send you a photograph of her the next day right now. Her nose is not broken. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no medical professional. Her nose is not broken. Um, okay. Well, but she said in court, but get this. She said in court that um, she'd used ice and that took the swelling down. So that's oh, why you, ice? Could just- you could just ice a broken nose and it's like. Fixed? I'm not joking. She literally said that, that that was from, cause she said the night before he, she knew he had broken her nose and then they went to that event and she said, makeup and ice. That's what did the trick there. She testified on the stand, makeup and ice. Then did, did, okay. So in her own mind, she broke her nose, but did any medical professional say no. that she had her nose broken? No, okay. no. She just like, maybe like, hurt her nose and ice took Mm -hmm. any swelling but you have a broken nose your nose is not mm, no makeup no amount of makeup or contouring or ice for that matter i don't don't believe that for one minute yeah so just as a remembrance we'll put up um the photos um that of the injury she said she sustained for the december 15th incident those three photos where she says she also had a black uh broken nose as she said and it's interesting for these statements now uh, in Virginia, she has not brought up the bruised ribs because what I was reading from was from the United Kingdom trial. She's not brought up the bruised ribs. She didn't bring up the bruised arm. She brought up her facial um, bruises and that's it, which a lot of people have pointed out look more like cosmetic bruises than per se being beat with your husband that always wears huge rings on his hands. It's interesting. It's just interesting. But getting into the island. So she... All of her friends and family were supposed to go with them to the island. David Hurd would text Johnny and Amber and let them know that he thought after this fight in December, because they did have a fight in December, that's been, you know, Johnny said all that happened was they accidentally knocked heads when he was trying to restrain her from her clawing him. We went through this in the last episode. (laughs) But um, Johnny said that happened after he tried to stop her from hitting him and they got too close quarters and knocked heads, right? Um, She says that he headbutted her. But David Hurd supposedly texted the couple and said that he he thought they should go alone to the island and, you know, deal with their issues. So obviously in my mind, I'm like, well, your father, if he knew that you were being beat up, he wouldn't have told you to go to this private island with just his workers. Abuser. Yeah. Yes. Um, and go die there on that island. Cause she alleged that he almost smothered her to death. It's like, if you ever watch anything in MMA, like people break their nose all the time, it gushes blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You gush blood everywhere. And sometimes you even have to have your nose like reset and and plastic surgery to even fix it. So, oh, yeah. Well, look at, I mean, honestly, look at Rihanna. Look at what Rihanna had to go through the one time Chris Brown. And I, I, Johnny Depp could lay some blows, I would think. Like, I think he could really nail you. 
And I don't think it would be these little like knocks, especially his hands as she testified in court. Rarely does he not have his full sets of rings on. And it was interesting to me too. Um, Winnie Heard took the stand too this week and um, talked about the staircase incident and she didn't mention the cast on his hand either. Oh, it's so weird to me. And she says he hit her too now. Really? You really changed. Yeah. Yeah, it's changed. It's really weird. But you know what? So I was kind of disappointed in how they cross-examined Whitney, and they just kind of brought up Jennifer Howell in passing. They didn't really say anything. But it was just announced today that Jennifer Howell will be testifying no. for Johnny Depp. Yes. So I'm really excited to see what she has to say. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I know. What is left on left to testify this week? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. I just heard Jennifer Howell. Um, we already had Ellen Barkin. I'm trying to think of who else. Who was I the don't know. coach that happened this week? That was nuts. She was she was crazy. You know, there, there's a fourth story now with the the hand. Yeah, how Johnny lost his finger. Yeah. So she says um, Amber told her at the time that Johnny had smashed a vodka bottle on accident and in the process had cut off the tip of his finger. He smashed his own finger off? He smashed his own finger off. Oh, okay. Isn't that crazy? Um, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like there's more details that keep, and people, honestly, they keep coming out of the woodwork and they have their own stories and maybe that's what she was told. Oh, a hundred percent. I believe new version. Yes. And I feel bad for IO. So I'm just going to summarize what IO said. You can find it. Um, and because IO was not on the Island and that's what kind of sucked. IO also testified this week. And, um, this is Amber's friend. We've talked about him, especially in the wedding episode. We talked about why he was estranged from the couple, everything um, having to do with that. And he testified about Johnny said this, Amber said this. And the only thing he could really say was the 911 call. That was all he could really say for a fact what he heard over the phone. And I do believe it was very upsetting for him. I do believe he thought his friend, because all he said he heard was like the phone drop and something hit and then her screaming. So, and then he broke down and I do believe that was very traumatic for him. I don't doubt it. And I feel the same way for Rochelle because we're, or or Raquel, excuse me, Raquel was um, coming back to especially the December incident and she broke down in tears. And I wonder what everyone's been told. And I will say no one's friends with Amber anymore. So that's interesting. What's really interesting is Melanie Iglesias. We talked about her in the last episode for the December, 2015 um, 15th, um, shenanigans. Um, she testified this week that, uh, she was no longer friends with Amber. And when they asked her why not, she said that Amber is overwhelming, all encompassing. There's always drama. So she's just distanced herself like from that whole situation. You get burnt out. Like you don't want your friend to suck you dry of your energy. It's very telling. Yeah, it's wild. Meanwhile, Johnny has people testifying for him that have known him for 15, 30 years. Like it, it's all him. Yeah. Sorry. And worked for him. Yeah. Or, or still oh, currently work like, for him. Yeah. Him. Yeah. Yeah. No. So it's, it's wild. It's stark, you know, the contrast. Um, but basically IO says he didn't want her to go to the Bahamas. But what's interesting is his text messages to her were very like loose. They were like, Oh, I, I babe, I don't want you to go. I don't think it's safe. But then like the subject changed and they started talking about something else, which I can at one point understand because it's like, okay, I get it. Like you don't want to, when someone's in an abusive situation and like whatever else you might not want to like be pressing with it. Usually that doesn't help change people's minds and like whatever. So I wanted to pull up Tara Roberts statement. So Tara was in, um, Tara's the Island manager for Johnny Depp's Island. Let me pull that up here real quick. Um, she uh, testified that she saw an incident between the couple in December of 2015. So Amber has traveled to the Island and she says without her friends, because after her friends saw her face, she testified to this last week after her friends saw her face, they just couldn't go with Johnny anymore or her. They said they couldn't condone um, the relationship according to her. So she went by herself. Right. Um, but yet one of her friends, Alice, along with Alice's husband at the time, Greg Williams, who's a renowned celebrity photographer, went to the island with them. Mm. It's just interesting to note they took their kids as well. 
it's just, it's very interesting. Also, um, they condone their relationship, but they can live in the penthouses. Just saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And also sneak their friends in, by the way. You remember how we talked about yeah. how Liz was just in Johnny's? Liz testified this week. She was just, we did this in the narcissist tales. This was so crazy to me. She testified this week in court that she was terrified of Johnny Depp. Well, the only time she saw him was when he walked into a penthouse of his own penthouses that he pays for. And he sees another person is living in them that he is not invited into. His, she's squatting in his fucking house. She was invited by Rocky. And he doesn't even know who this woman is. And he says, get the fuck out of my house and she's like it was terrifying and i'm like did you're a squatter <laughs> stop squatting don't squat <laughs> oh my god that was the most wild testimony like i was screaming i was live streaming it like on tiktok and i was screaming i was like this is not this can't be real yes he's terrifying like that's what happens goodness <laughs> when you're squatting and someone comes home when you're not supposed to you don't live there Someone someone does get out. It might be a little terrifying, yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So one of my live, they said, um, Elizabeth Mars, um, terrified to see Johnny Depp in his own home. (laughs) Yeah. God. Okay. So let's read Tara Roberts statement. Um, So she's the estate manager on his Bahaman Island property, and she has been since December of 2008. My experience with Johnny and Amber's relationship, I never saw Johnny, who is an unusually kind man, be violent or aggressive with Amber or anyone else. I observed on December 2015 to my colleagues that Amber was a quote unquote thrower. (laughs) Thrower. He's a thrower. (laughs) Someone who threw projectiles. I also witnessed Amber lunge violently at Johnny, pull his hair and commit other aggressive acts, physical acts against him, as well as visible aftermath of these incidents outlined in the statement. Prior to Johnny's marriage to Amber, he was outgoing, friendly, and social. It was a family environment when he would visit the island. Throughout their relationship and marriage, there was a distinct change in Johnny. And the once social and animated person spent most days sleeping, became withdrawn, and our meals together dwindled to non-existent. General socialization, excuse me, or just moments to discuss island issues stopped as soon as she randomly showed up. Very rarely were we allowed to be alone with him and she would wiggle her way into the discussions. Sounds a lot like Kate James, like her statement. Mm -hmm. During the evening of December 29th. So this would have been before. That's interesting. This would have been before her supposed photo shoot. During the evening of December 29th, 2015, Johnny drove to the office alone in his John Deere Gator. I'm just smiling because the thought of Johnny driving a John Deere. John Deere Gator. <laughs> kind of cracks me up. Like He's just zooming around his island. Yeah, John Deere Gator. Gator. He had said he just needed to get away from Amber. Shortly after Amber showed up to the office, Amber started pleading with him to come back to the house. And at that point, I walked out of the office. A few minutes later, I heard his vehicle start and I stepped outside. Amber was standing in front of the vehicle, screaming at him and apparently not letting him get away by blocking his path. Then she climbed into the vehicle and he drove her back to their house. I got in my golf cart and went to the cafe, which is a short distance from the house. I called Christy Dembrowski, Johnny's sister, as I was unsure of how far this would go. While I could not hear what caused the fight, Amber repeatedly berated him with increasing ferocity. 
She was insulting him, calling him names. And in the middle of this onslaught, I heard her say specifically, your career is over. No one is going to hire you. You're washed up, fat. You will die a lonely man. And also screaming things that were incomprehensible. At some point, Johnny tried to leave again as they were now in the parking lot. He repeatedly asked for the key to his vehicle, which she had taken out, refused to get back to him, and which we later found in the house. He was responding to her verbal attacks by saying, go away, just leave me alone. Amber screaming and berating rose to a fever pitch, and Johnny continued to yell, go away, leave me alone. I asked Christy what I should do, and she said to keep an eye on the situation. As Amber's rage continued to escalate, and I described the scene to Christy, she said that I needed to intervene, and I should go to Johnny's assistance. I hung up and immediately ran to the parking lot. I saw Amber lunge at Johnny, clawing, tugging, and aggressively pulling him. He continued to stand there, yelling at her to stop and leave him alone. When he stepped back to leave, her onslaught would start again. During this entire incident, I never saw Johnny hit Amber or push her back, nor did he physically react to these attacks. She would calm down, hug, and apologize, and then he would say he needs to leave and it would start again. We heard this in horrific audio in court. This was them in the this audio I'm talking about right now. It was them in like, it seems like a driveway. And Johnny was asking to go in and see Lily Rose. And Amber was losing her mind. Like, and mm-hmm. when he said he needed to step away for a couple hours, she started screaming, you're killing me, you're killing. And it was like horrific screams. Like, I'm dying, I'm dying. So then... They, of course, pause the audio. They go back. This was during cross-examination. And Camille asks Amber, like, what's up with this audio? (laughs) It seems like Johnny's trying to flee. And you're, you know, like everyone has testified so far. Like we've seen in all of these witness statements, right? And she said that, well, she had heard or she had thought he was going to continue his cycles of drugs when he got inside the house. So that was her trying to save him. Although she never mentions drugs in the screaming audio. She's, audio. Just, She's not like, don't do drugs. Stay here. What? Yeah. No. She, and, her, yeah, her behavior is so um, not just like aggressive, but it's escalating. She mm-hmm. always like if, if the, if the situation, it seems like is deescalating, like he's asking to like, take a break, time out. Let me leave. She's reengaging him. She's yeah. always reengaging him and escalating it. Yeah, it's wild. Like that audio and like he tells her he's and and um before they'd paused it, she didn't know what he was doing and and Camille said, "Well, he was just trying to see his daughter." And she was like, "Well, I don't know that." And then they played audio of him saying, "I'm just going inside to see Lily." Like, you know, I'll, I'll be back in a couple hours. We can revisit this or or not revisit it. We can, you know, chill out and um she was still losing her absolute mind and it is that it, it goes back to what Dr. Curry said that place that Amber would get to where the fear of abandonment is so much that she's just losing it. Like she'll even put herself or others in physical danger to stop them from like leaving. Mm. Um, And that she had said it it referred back to what she had diagnosed Amber with. I can't remember which, but just from her own stuff. And that was, it's just crazy. But I just can't believe that she's able to twist narratives like that so easily like that. I was sitting watching it and I was like, Bitch, you didn't mention drugs at all in there. You just didn't want him to leave you. But this is not love. This is not happiness. This is not. This is. Stop doing this, please. You're causing so much fucking stress. I'm gonna die. This. I'm gonna fucking die. You're causing me so much stress. Please stop. Please. I. I feel like I have heart attacks almost every day. Please stop. Please stop doing it. Please stop. He's so fucking. about him wanting to go and see his daughter all right so let's talk about <laughs> video okay quick question was she mm-hmm. and i i mean like in the most respectful way was she on drugs or was she drinking 
I have no idea. Um, they didn't ask that in particular. I do worry. She's very Nick. It was very, and it's uppsetting because I, she's so upset. Obviously really? it's not like. It's very deep for her. It's very real for her. She's like very um, like grasping at straws to like keep him there. And like, she's very desperate sound like, like mm-hmm. in despair sounding. Yeah, it's very, um, uh, yeah, I just wish it's hard because it does come into that mental illness sphere. And like Johnny says at the yeah. end, I need you to go, you know, take your medication. We'll circle back to this, like when we're all level headed here. But the fact that he is like remaining, you know, he and she- very calm for mm-hmm. the situation and like tried to deescalate. And I don't mean to like take sides or sound overly biased. It's just in this clip. Mm-hmm. It sounds like she's at like a level 10 of like despair. And he's like, we'll talk about this or we won't talk about this or mm-hmm. like, let's calm down. Like yeah. I'm going to leave. And I, I will give him props on this one for like not trying to re-engage her. He could have really flown off the handle in this one. Yeah. And I just, um, gosh, it, I wish I could find the clip of, Camille playing it for Amber because she does circle back and say like, what was this about? And Amber, you know, blames it on, she thought he was going to go in and start his cycle of drug use again and like whatever else. And then she plays the clip of Johnny saying, I just need to go in and see my daughter. Like, just give me a minute here and like, we'll come back. Like he keeps saying in that audio recording, we'll come back, we'll come back, you know, but they keep playing. I kind of hate this in court, although they can't play all like five hours, two hours, whatever of the audio. Right. And this, this fight lasted for over an hour. This fight lasted for over an hour. I don't know how either of them did this for six years. Um, It's too much for me, man. Like, so they can't play all of it, but it sucks. And I know they're trying to, each team is trying to play, you know, the clip that will, but like the whole, just the fact that he was trying to go in and see his daughter. And then Amber of on the stand, she said, Oh, I used to see him do drugs around his kids all the time. And it's like, where are your photos and videos of that? And then that's, I mean, now we're having a discussion about court, but that's another thing. Her friends, I O alleged, um, in court this week that Johnny had control of all of her devices. That's interesting since there's all these photos of him, all these photos of cocaine that he supposedly was using that are very set up Um, all these audio recordings. And he never deleted all of those when he has all this supposed access to all of her technological devices. True. That's a good point. But this is also the woman that claims that when she was dating Elon Musk and the Tesla that he bought her, he was, he had bugged it. So, I mean, it's hard. It's hard. Degree of, uh, yes. It's always a different story. And to that point, as we're reading Tara Roberts' statement, um, Amber said in court last week that Tara Roberts had misrepresented the story. So let's get back in. I'm totally, we totally hit a sidebar there. Let me get back into Tara's statement. I'm sorry. We've talked about this before in other statements where there people have testified to him trying to calm her down, or even when we're talking about the headbutt where he was saying he tried to settle her down by, you know, grabbing her arms or like trying to uh like get her to calm down. And yeah. his audio is very it speaks to that, like he's trying to calm yeah. her down. And Debbie Lloyd and her notes and in her testimony talking about seeing Amber get in the elevator of the penthouses and not allowing them to leave when they were just trying to leave the penthouses to get away from her. Like it's very, it's unfortunate. It really sucks. And it sucks in court that she's been kind of pushing off the fact that I think it's very obvious she needs help. Like it's very obvious to me. And um, bad to see somebody that's this like in that much despair and that like, yeah, excited, essentially. Yeah. Finally, I stepped in between them. She continued to reach for him, but maybe my presence stopped it. I walked him to the cafe and he laid on the couch. And this is when I saw that he now had a red swelling gash on the bridge of his nose. Amber, Johnny then told me, had thrown a quart-sized can of lacquer thinner into Johnny's face, causing a gash. The next morning, the bushes around the house were filled with art supplies that had been thrown, including paintbrushes, paint tubes, and the deck was stained with the thinner. There was no damage to the house, and she made no mention to me of what transpired the night before and into the morning. 
Amber had also removed her wedding ring and thrown it and had asked for help finding it as they were leaving that afternoon. It was found and returned to her. Amber was makeup free and unmarked throughout this Christmas visit to the island as she was usually makeup free when on the island. I never saw her with any sign of injury on her face or body whatsoever. During this visit in Christmas 2015, Amber had a photographer on the island to conduct a photo shoot. We did not know this was happening, nor did Johnny's children. My recollection is that the photographer, Greg Williams, who arrived on the 27th of December 2015 with his partner, took photographs the day after Amber's rampage during the departure of the uninjured Amber and of Johnny, who had a visible gash on the bridge of his nose. Also present on the island during late 2015 visit was Johnny's son and daughter and her daughter's friend, or his daughter's friend, excuse me. Johnny's children did witness the aftermath and the events of the 29th of December. As I got them that morning and explained to them what had happened and took them to their father. When Amber would depart the island, she would always leave a considerable number of personal belongings behind. When she left the island on the 31st of December, 2015, she took everything she owned with her. They divorced in May. When we did our usual post-visit cleanup, I made the observation to the other employees that all of Amber's belongings and toiletries were no longer in the house. And that's the end yeah. of Tara Roberts' statement. Well, yeah, she knew she wasn't coming back. She was not coming back. Yeah. And I mean, you can argue either side, but girl, <laughs> crazy. So at this point in time, so that statement was submitted to the United Kingdom court, right? At that point in time, neither Johnny nor Amber had mentioned the Bahamas 2015 incident. Um, after Tara submitted that, Amber submitted another witness statement. So this is the fifth witness statement of Amber Heard. Honestly, because in six years, it sounds like they've had more fights than anyone can accurately recall. Oh, it's so bad. Like you substantiate this one. Oh, I forgot about that one too. Like there's so many incidents. I mean, to be fair. Yeah. Cause it's, um, it's, it's wild. Unfortunate. Like, yeah. So Tara Roberts in paragraph eight of Tara Roberts statement, she says before Johnny and I married, so this is Amber's statement, 2015, the island was a different environment and that my influence altered things. That is not true. I started going to Johnny's island as a guest around early 2012. It was very much Johnny's island. I did not set the rules or the tone and I had no control and minimal communication with the staff and that did not change. Until I read Tara's statement, I was not aware that the island staff had even ever had meals with Johnny. There is a little village on the island, and we would sometimes go there, but my understanding was always that Johnny had a lot of alone time in the Bahamas and that the staff kept separate. That was certainly my experience, and there was no mention of any communal meals prior to my going there. I certainly didn't prevent that happening, nor would I have sought to do so if that practice stopped. It had nothing to do with me. I did not have a personal relationship with Tara Roberts. I also never heard Johnny express any kind of bond or personal relationship with her. He rarely, if ever, mentioned her. Tara would, however, occasionally talk to me about Johnny's behavior on the island. My impression was that she was concerned about his relationship with alcohol and drugs. To give an example, I recall an incident where Johnny was mad about having to sell his yacht, which was necessary because of his financial problems. Johnny got extremely drunk and high while his children were with us on the island, and his daughter, Lily Rose, was very upset. Johnny was acting so crazily that both Lily Rose and his son, Jack, wanted to leave the island. Tara and the island staff arranged for a helicopter to come get Lily Rose and me, and I flew off the island with her. Jack ended up staying. Tara told me the next time I was on the island that Johnny got even worse after we left, she said that Jack found Johnny passed out face forward in the sand on the beach. Jack couldn't wake him up, so had to call island staff to help. Aside from some conversations like that, the interactions I had with Tara were mostly limited to logistical things and little more. Okay, so I want to touch on this real quick. It was made apparent in court that Amber, so this is Johnny's side of things. I'm kind of countering it with um, just to be, and we're biased. We, we say this every episode, we're biased, but we try to base it in fact. But in court, 
um, Johnny had said that Amber really liked to um, enhance his drug and alcohol problem, especially to others in his life. So ended up with Dr. Kipper, everything else, right? And that was why he said he couldn't um, handle her during his detox, remember, uh, in 2014 mm -hmm. on the island. Yeah, um, had to send Amber out because it was almost like she was lying to Dr. Kipper about how bad things were getting with him while he was trying to detox. And he just couldn't, he couldn't get through to his sobriety, like with her, right? Her saying he was high, I'm not sure of that except for marijuana because Johnny claims, and this is Johnny's claim, um, that he has not done any of the drugs he was addicted to since having his detox in 2014. He says he's done with it. He knows that if he goes back, he'll be addicted again, right? Mind you, he does do cocaine occasionally for celebratory things. All of his friends have testified to that as well. Mind you, I don't think this was celebratory. I do think this was upsetting for him. Amber in court testified that Johnny had thrown himself off the boat at one point. Then she went on to mention that all of them are jumping off the boat. So I kind of, all of us kind of found that comedic in court because we were like, Okay. <laughs> yes. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. But concerning this incident, so Johnny had been drinking and his daughter did not want him to drink. And Amber had told Lily that he was drinking. And this set Lily off. And I am a daughter of an alcoholic. I get it. I get it. And this triggered me so much in court because I was so mad she brought the kids into it because there was really no reason. There's no violence that happened in this incident at all. And her bringing it up was really, to me, I mean, yes, maybe it brings up his sobriety, but it was like, there was no need to bring the kids into it was Did where I was his at. kids to be like, they were on my side is why she yeah. Exactly. Jack stayed on the island. So Tara testified to this and said that actually Johnny had been in the hammock and the hammock had twisted him over. And so that's when she found him like upside down in the sand. So that's like the other side of this instance, just to give a little bit more of a well-rounded view of this, because we're not going to look at this instance at all again. Um, but it did really bother me. This was like the fifth time she brought Johnny's kids up in her testimony that with just no purpose. And it was very upsetting to me as a child of divorce of a, a child of an alcoholic that I was like, well, yeah, I remember being a kid and thinking that alcohol was the devil. And I would have lost my mind if my father had been drinking in any way, you know, around me. Because you're um, scared they're going to fall off their sobriety. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Like really take a, a mm -hmm. like the slippery slope. Yes. And maybe it was the other way around. Maybe what Amber is saying, but I'm just giving like all the sides that I heard in court, you know, right. um, comparative to this. Yeah. Well, and also I agree uh, just to back up, like revisiting the, did they have dinner? Did the Island, did the vibe on the Island change? Like with the staff, both statements from this, the Island manager and Amber can um, exist in the same world. Like, oh, yeah. Maybe Johnny wasn't like, we're not going to meet with you anymore because Amber's here. Like, sure, maybe it just tapered off because they were like, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. And no one told Amber, oh, we used to hang out and eat together. Now that you're in the picture, we don't. Like, it just could have, they both could be real. Like, 100%. Stopped meeting because it was uncomfortable when she's around. Yeah, 100%. So getting back into um, Amber's statement. Aside from conversations like that, the interactions I had with Tara were mostly limited to logistical things and little more. 
Tara says that it is a tiny island and gives the impression that she always knew what was going on. Tara and the other members of Johnny's staff lived and mainly worked in a different part of the island from Johnny's part in a small village I mentioned above. The idea that Tara was around seeing what was going on with Johnny day in and day out is a complete misrepresentation. So that's why she used the word misrepresentation in court. I got it. I tied the dots together. (laughs) The staff were not within shouting distance, not even close. And you had to call island staff via radio to get anything through to them. Once you reach someone, they would usually come via an all-terrain vehicle, ATV, on what was basically a pebble dirt road. The journey was about a 15-20 minutes ride by ATV. So, into the December 2015 incident. So, Tara describes an incident she says she witnessed at the end of December 2015. The truth is that she only saw the very end of what happened. Things were bad between Johnny and me after the December 15th incident in our own penthouse, which I described previously. My family, my best friend's family, and her husband's family had all flown in to spend Christmas together. Johnny came over on the 20th of December to spend two days begging me to come to the island for Christmas with him and his kids. He promised me that he was going to get clean, wanted us to spend Christmas together, and wanted to work on our relationship. My friends and family were trying to prevent me from going and express their concern about my safety and life. It's not what David Heard did, but cool. Um, Johnny finally convinced me to go to the island. So a week to 10 days after the James Corden show, I flew to the island. The injuries had begun to fade. But there are some photographs taken on the trip which show my cut lip and scabbed over. Let me see if I can find those. Um, From her photo on the island? Yeah. Um, I haven't seen either of those, but I'll have a look and see if I find them in her document here. Um, there were several fights on the Island over a few days. Johnny would often nod off and fall asleep. That's interesting. Cause she had texted IO actually, and said that everything was fine. And that was at the end of her trip. She said that they were, things were going super peacefully between her and Jay. They were having a really good trip with the kids. She thought the kids were making things better. So that's so interesting. So On the occasion that Tara mentions, we had been sitting down with the kids and he had a glass of wine in his hand. He had passed out and the glass spilled all over me. I told him to give me the wine. I was concerned about his son, Jack, seeing him like this. The same thing happened again. And then I got the wine dumped on my lap the third time. I stood up and said, stop, you're falling asleep. I went into the kitchen and Jack got up and asked if he could help me. And I said, thank you, Jack, while looking at Johnny. I then went into my closet to get changed. Johnny came into the closet charging me. I was attempting to change clothes. I had my bathing suit on under a t-shirt. He slammed me up against the wall of the closet. He choked me up against the wall and told me if I ever spoke to him like that, he would fucking kill me. After holding me there, he let go of my neck. I went into the bathroom after saying something over my shoulder and I was no longer in his grasp to the effect of don't ever talk to me like that again. I rolled my eyes and went into the bathroom. Then he rushed into the bathroom after me, slammed me up against the wall and proceeded to mock me, taunt me while I was immobilized, asking me how tough I was and if I would like that over, uh, excuse me, I refer to further details in her confidential schedule. So we don't have her confidential schedule in the United Kingdom. Anytime she talked about the sexual assaults, um, the United Kingdom, um, did what I think is a really good thing for sexual violence victims, and they barred it from being read aloud in court. However, in the United States, we have heard her testimony to this. So let me read you what her testimony was to this. Um, So I kind of, I watched it and I like took notes. This is almost verbatim what she says, but I can link to like her testimony below. Um, So she testified to going into change pants and she doesn't recall who told Jack to leave. She left the closet and into the bathroom and he barreled in after her. So that's a little different. He didn't charge her in the closet. He's now just charging her in the bathroom. She said she had said something snarky to him before he barreled in after her. Um, So she felt, she said she did this. So she felt like she wasn't just a punching bag. He put her up against the wall and then grabbed her vagina. She said she'd been wearing a peach netted swimsuit underneath and when he shoved her his fingers inside her, he went through her bathing suit. Hmm. Asking her if she was tough, are you some kind of man now, while smiling and jerking her around. 
she doesn't remember what happened. And that's very similar to the Hicksville incident where she said that he like cavity searched her for Coke and that she didn't do Coke. So she wasn't sure why he cavity searched her, even though we know she's a Coke addict from the nurse's notes. But as we know, with Amber Heard, everyone is a liar except for everyone that follows Unfortunately, her narrative, like, I can't believe she's called the police officers that responded liars. She's called nurses liars. Like, it's it, repute. I can understand calling Johnny's team liars. I get it. They they work for him. They're paid by him. But, like, these actual medical professionals, the these actual, like, police officers, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so um, she says after the sexual assault, she doesn't remember what happened makes sense. Um, and she doesn't remember who went into the main room of the house first. It's a very small house, by the way, extremely small. I was shocked. We saw a video of it in court. I'll try to get it put up. It is, um, court, um, record. So we should be able to, but it's almost like a one room house. Like it's very, it's weird. Cause I would have thought Johnny would have had like this mansion, but it's, it's very quaint, um, for someone with the money that he especially had at the time that he bought the Island. She remembers his hand landing on her shoulder or neck area, and she doesn't know what happens next, but she knew she needed to get away from him. So at some point she ran. Before she ran, he had swung at her, but she doesn't remember if there was any impact made, but she does remember running. So I asked Jack to go to the cafe, a hangout, and that we would join him in a minute. So let me get this straight. In her testimony here in the United States, she said that someone had already asked Jack to leave. But in her testimony to the United Kingdom, she says she just walked out and asked Jack to go to the cafe with her. I don't know. Girl, I'm lost, too. No, okay. As long as we're both lost. It doesn't lost. make sense or, or I'm lost. One of the mm-hmm. possible. Because this would have been, she already said this would have been after the sexual assault. So that's very interesting to me. Um. This was to get him out of the house. We then got into a verbal argument and Johnny slapped me in the face. I said something that must have provoked and I went to leave, but the argument continued. At some point there was a scuffle and I thought, I've just gone through this weeks ago. This can't be happening again. He pushed me as I was leaving and I fell to the ground. I got back up. We pushed each other, his push being much stronger. And he came charging at me. The cabin is surrounded by a wooden deck and I have art supplies set up. I'm not sure if the can of paint thinner was inside or outside the house, but it was by the art supplies. Johnny was charging at me and I was trying to run away. I was basically trapped. So I picked up the can and threw it at him in self-defense. Hmm. Just want to scream. She doesn't remember okay. where the can of paint thinner was, but she remembers she picked it up in self-defense. Like, where were you? And then you would know where the <laughs> was. I'm just saying like, that doesn't make sense to me. Uh, also, as I'm thinking through all of these incidents, as I just said, like, I'm like, I can't even keep it straight. I'm like a little bit desensitized at this point because I feel like what is happening now? If you're in this many fights, but you remember that many details, but then you don't remember details. I just don't understand how that's possible. I know again, trauma and well, like, of course, remember certain details. So I'm not minimizing mm-hmm. that. I'm just saying, as an outsider, I'm like I can't keep it straight, but you can. And, but sometimes you don't, but you do. It, it, yeah. There's so many discrepancies that that's why it sucks to ha- again, have to say, is this actually you, happened? Yeah. Are you for real right now? Yeah. It's interesting to me that anytime someone has a story that differentiates from her narrative, she finds a way to make it her narrative. Like she's like, this is what Tara witnessed, but like, I, I got it. Like, don't worry. It's weird to me. It's very strange. Um, so I picked up the can through it in self-defense and ran the opposite way. So I could get out the door. So it was inside. He caught up with me and grabbed me by the hair and yanked me around and was hitting me in the face while I tried to gain my balance and I was flailing, trying to free myself and deflect the blows. Um, I just want to reiterate too, the judge's judgment in the UK was based a lot on her word. So just this paragraph alone is amazing. Um, I was trying to push Johnny off me and we saw headlights from an approaching ATV. It was nighttime by now. Tara and another man got out of the vehicle. I believe it's her boyfriend, CJ, but I'm not sure. They ran up and separated us. Tara shouted at us, what is going on with you two? 
CJ focused on restraining Johnny while Tara was more focused on me. That's all I remember of the incident. But I think that's most, I think that's the most that they would have witnessed firsthand. Johnny and I were shouting at each other, though I would not have said things like your career is over. She alleges as she alleges. Interesting, but okay, because there's another audio that was played to court where she's talking about how he's a wash up and 21 yeah. Jump Street was garbage and like whatever. Cool. All right. And I was grappling to try to escape him. She saw Johnny with his hand clearly holding my hair with one hand and I was trying to escape. In no way was I the aggressor. I feel like she must have been mad when she wrote this because that sentence didn't make sense. She saw Johnny with his hand clearly holding my hair with one hand. And I was trying to escape. Like she's said a few things over. In no way was I the aggressor. And it would be difficult to draw that conclusion, given our posture and our positioning at that time. So far, she says that I'm a quote unquote thrower. <laughs> I do not know what she is talking about. I have never given Tara Roberts any reason to witness or believe this. Um, except for you throw things all the time. So that that gives everyone reason to believe that you're a thrower. We yeah. we haven't covered this incident, and I already said that she's a thrower. She's throwing things all the time. Yeah, paint thinner, vodka, magnums. I mean, did I miss something? There's other things. There's a lot of throwing. She's a thrower. Decanters. Decanters. What else yeah. So Amber's testimony this week was that Tara Roberts misrepresented this entire situation. It doesn't align. Just like the police misrepresented the situation. Just like the um, nurse, Erin uh, Borum, she misre misrepresented her cocaine and alcohol addiction. Mm. Holy Maybe she believes that. That's all I come back to is maybe she really believes that she's like this victim of everyone against the world against Amber. Oh, definitely. Um, not. And that everyone's out to get her misrepresenting their state. Like, but uh, you just take again, like Occam's razor, like the easiest explanation of what really happened is probably what, what Tara witnessed yeah yeah and what yeah. the audio shows and yeah so all the angles in on that note i want to give you another audio that's a different recount than amber's sorry because no, i think it was a little quiet in the beginning um the hit her yelling at johnny in front of his children oh yeah dumped wine on her on accident because he'd fallen asleep. He'd accidentally knocked wine on her and her screaming at him in front of his children. Um, her saying like, oh, I'm sorry. I fucked your kids up. And he's like, you didn't fuck my kids up. But like Jack was freaked out. Yeah. yeah freaked out by you yelling at me. Yelling. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't mention anything else that happened that day. She's just so sorry that she fucked his kids up. When they played that audio, I was like, oh, that's different. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I feel like I don't even I blow past these discrepancies at this point because it's it sucks that I'm just like, I don't know that that's probably not how it happened. There's going to be another version. There's always another version. Oh, and you're just like, so he probably f fell asleep or or was intoxicated, whatever. He's nodding off. He spilled some wine. You probably flipped out. That's that's what I gather from all of these different versions of what happened. Yeah. Yep. So then this brings us back to where we were the last time, because the last we're at the end now. Um, at that point in time, they said, should there was an article that was released? Should we worry about Johnny Depp? The next time Johnny would be photographed was at that Palm Springs yes. Festival. Like we he said, looked in the, like a wreck. he looks like a fucking wreck. And, and like, he looks like uh, mm -hmm. Hollywood. I mean, she looks like dazzling. So, oh, she does. She does. And maybe she's heavily made up, but also maybe he's being abused and she's fine. <laughs> like, well, and I guess like, at that point, no one knew about him being abused and like what he was going through. So it does look like he's on a slippery slope of drugs or alcohol or abuse or whatever. Sure. Maybe that's in the mix. But either way, I'm saying like he looks like a wreck. He looks bad. Yeah. And but. it's awful. And, um, yeah, I did want to mention, um, so today I found out, because we always like to have something at the end, of course, we'll link the National um, Domestic Violence Hotline um, up. I never want this to be something that silences female victims. I want this to be something that changes the world when it comes to talking about male victims of abuse, hopefully. And we kind of saw this 
um, this week. Um, so I got a message and I will let you know it had this article, send it over to you. Um, it's um, Mission NGO releases a statement on Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard trial expressing compassion for Johnny Depp. Um, so Mission NGO is an international nonprofit organization that supports women and children worldwide, defending their rights and protecting them from physical, sexual, and psychological abuse through education and activism. Activism, wow. Mission is headquartered in Italy with an international network of 150 countries that gives no sex, no gender, no race, no color, no age to the concept of violence. Violence is a serious topic. As women, as mothers, we have the duty and the responsibility to educate our sons and our daughters. That's to say the future generation in the light of the values of dialogue, respect, and compassion between men and women. Without gender distinction in order to prevent violence with the weapons of love and education. In deep respect to the victims of domestic violence that we have to affirm the intellectual honesty um, are generally generally women we feel expressed as women, as mothers, as free thinkers, our compassion for Johnny Depp and this bad page of his personal history. Um, so I wanted to link Mission NGO to this ep to this episode in case you wanted to donate to survivors of domestic violence. Um, and for more information on them, you can go down to our description. But I did think that was um, it's it's. For me, as someone that's been following this case for over two years, it's very powerful that people are starting to speak out. And we are seeing a total, I mean, already he's won in the court of public opinion. People have seen what we've been screaming about for years now, which is so vindicating. Um, and it's just been a wild journey the past five weeks. Absolutely wild. Yeah. Us. Yeah. But. Yeah. So I'm glad it's caught the world by storm. I will say like, of course, it, it's not always being talked about in the like, I don't want to say touchy way, but we have to kind of still be protective. We shouldn't be mocking. Uh, even if Amber Heard didn't sustain the thing she says she sustained on the stand when we're talking about sexual violence or anything that should never be mocked. Clearly um, passionate towards another person going through their own struggles. Uh, definitely. Of, um, like, yeah, we should not be mocking it. it. And also it's a, it's a trial. Like this is our justice system. Like it shouldn't be mocked in, in that regard either. We should have respect for um, our, our own justice system too, as well mm -hmm. as, or as a person. Yeah. And Johnny, yeah. Clearly. This podcast is sponsored by better help. I know for myself, since transitioning to a working-from-home environment, the importance of taking care of your own mental health. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Now, it's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime, day or night, to message your therapist. It's more affordable than traditional in-person therapy, and financial aid is available. You can visit their website and read other clients' testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash ITT, that's better, H-E-L-P, and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. And for listeners of Innocent Told Tipsy, you can go to their website and get an additional 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash ITT. That's betterhelp.com slash ITT. But I'm glad to see people, at least even if, no matter what happens in the next week to come or whatever, at least people are hearing that men can be abused um, that there's resources out there, um, and that you can be believed, you know, just might take a while, obviously, unfortunately, but yeah. Um, what did you think of your wine? Oh, it's great. I would drink this whole bottle if it were later. I, I loved it. What's yours? You I drank a bit of mine. I should explain. Everyone always asks me if I'm a Satanist. I'm not a Satanist, but I like their aesthetic. Um, it says, don't hex my vibe. This is from Hot Topic. It's wonderful. Um, <laughs> but Menage a Trois is something I don't think I'll ever come back to. It's going to make uh, a joke, but it's fine. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah. It's like a blend of three. Is it three grapes or three different types of wine? 
says it on there somewhere. That's why it's tell you. Well, they like dump three of something together. No, yeah, that is what they did. So experience the dark side of Menage a Trois <laughs> with Midnight, a luxurious red blend, um, black cherry. Yeah, I think they dumped yeah. three bottles of wine in here. <laughs> we just dumped three of everything, stirred it up, put it in the description. Sorry, we no, dumped fun. three in. Palermo. All right. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Ahura Media Production.